everybody loves a scary story, especially around Halloween. So we have something for you. The Low Budget Ghost Squad presents Very Scary Stories and an urban legend or two that still scare me to this day. I'm Natalie. I'm Allison. And I'm Ethan. And I really hope you enjoyed season one when we took you on our trip to the Crescent Hotel. Okay, so just a quick update. We'll be going to Baltimore very soon for season two, so be sure to follow us so you can check it out. But until then, we wanted to bring you something to enjoy during this Halloween season. I mean, it's one of my favorites. You know, you've got all the ghosts and the witches and the tombstones and the vampires and the whatnot and all the decorations that go along with it, because I am all about it. Put it on sale and you can guarantee that stuff is in my basket. I mean, we are the low-budget ghost squad. So back to why we're here. We did these stories for you that you can listen to while you're driving to work or going to school. And maybe not so much when you're walking alone in the dark, driving down a deserted, foggy road, standing in a dark closet with only a lit candle because that happens so often. Or maybe you just have a weird fear of clowns. I don't know. This could be for you, too. Now this week, our collection of tales is called I See You, Can You See Me? And I have to tell you where that title came from. Allison had this toy when she was little, and it would just say that. It was like this book that would read to you, but anytime you'd walk by it, I don't know if the floor creaked and so it it jostled it or something, but you would just hear that voice. Maybe it was a ghost, like the little boy who's in my closet. That's a story for another episode. So let's kick this off with our first story. And I'll say it can be a little intense. Now, we read a couple of versions of this one on various sites, but we thought it would be best to present it to you as kind of a a reenactment, like a play. No comments, please, on our acting skills. At least not yet. 911, what is your emergency? Yeah, there's this guy, he's on my front lawn, and he's just staring at me, acting all weird. Are you home alone right now? Uh, yeah, my parents should be home soon, but I, but I don't like the looks of this guy. Okay, we have officers on the way, but I want you to stay on the phone with me until they get there. Now, what does this guy look like? He's wearing an all-white outfit, and he's just staring at me and not moving. So, he can see you right now? Yeah, he's looking right at me through the window. Okay. Are all your doors and windows locked? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Let me turn around and go check the back door. Okay, I'm staying on the phone with you while you do that. Wait. I turned around to check the back door, and when I turned back around, he's standing on his hands, like, in a handstand. He's just standing there, perfectly still, and I don't know what's going on. Okay, I I put a rush on those officers. They are on their way. Now I want you to check to make sure that back door is locked. I'm backing up right now, and I have to turn turn around just for a split second to check the debt bolt. (gasps) 
Oh, he, his face, it's right up against the window. Now, it, it, his face is just pressed against it. And his teeth, they're huge and sharp. And all he's doing is just smiling at me. Okay, do not go outside whatever you do. Do you hear me? I'm not. I'm, I'm, I just, he's, he won't move. He's just looking straight at me through the window. And there is no one else in that house, correct? Yeah, I'm here alone. Oh, he's shaking his head no, like he could hear me when I said I'm home alone. Oh, you're not alone. I'm right here. Right beside you. Whose voice was that? Are you okay? Was someone in there with you? Hello? So I want to give you a little behind the scenes really quickly on that one. Once Allison heard it, I mean, she kept checking out the window of the room where we're recording to make sure like there was no creepy handstanding guy out there or whatever he is. Can't say I'll blame her. There are crazies in this world and now I'm paranoid. Like we weren't before. So this story is from creepypasta.org. Creepypasta is actually something, and I learned that it is a um, made-up horror story that you find on the internet. Is that right? Yes. So it's called The Twin Game, and the person who posted it, well, at least what I saw on the site said anonymous. Yeah, they don't want people to know that they've been doing stupid things like this. Okay, let me tell the story. So... There's this game where you can meet your true twin. Can I trade my brother for the twin? No. Anyway, so you have to go into a closet with the lights off and and bring a mirror and an already lit candle. And nothing good will ever come from anyone doing anything like this. Just so everyone knows. So you hang the mirror on the wall across from the door. So make sure when you look in the mirror, you can see the door behind you. Uh, no. And no. Also, where do you put your clothes? That doesn't matter at all, ever, in lifetime. At least the lifetime of this game. It doesn't matter. So you have the already lit candle, and you walk into the closet, and the lights are off, and make sure you close the door. When you look into the mirror, you should only see yourself and the door. And if you see anything else, get out. Knock on the mirror twice, then blow out the candle, and then knock on the mirror two more times. So you should hear the closet door open, but the door will still be closed. And then you might hear breathing. And... Calmly, you have to say hello to your twin, not twin. If there is anyone else in that closet with me, there will be no calmness ever. There will be screaming and yelling. You should usually ask it, you know, yes or no questions. But, you know, you have to listen to the way that the twin answers. Because if you're a nice person, not like my sister, (laughs) you'll get a nice hello back. And the questions that you asked will be answered by whispering to you, and then you'll feel happy. Then the door will close, and the twin will be gone. But if you're a bad person, I'm assuming things aren't so pleasant. Yeah, really bad. Bad people will start hearing an animal-like sound. 
Like my sister. Whoa! That was so uncalled for. If you ask questions to your evil twin, it'll start biting and scratching you. And, you know, it'll get really cold and you'll get this scaring, scary feeling for like hours. The closet door will slam shut and the mirror will fall and break. That's a lot of cleaning. Now, when you leave the closet, you be sure to take the mirror with you, even if most of it's broken. And if you don't, when you leave the closet, you'll start hearing knocking on the walls. Then this twin voice will be with you forever. So I'll tell you about Bloody Mary. Was always a crowd favorite at a slumber party. And everybody here is laughing because I cannot say the word favorite. It kept coming out flavorite, which I guess it was also a crowd favorite at fourth grade slumber parties. <laughs> no, no, actually. <laughs> so there's a backstory here. Well, more than one. And we'll share with that with you later. But first, let me tell you how you're supposed to summon her. You go into a dark room with a mirror and a candle, and people usually use a bathroom, and you say her name several times. Some say 13, others say 3. It just depends who you ask. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, but you'll go in a creepy closet with your devil twin? 100%. After you chant her name, she supposedly appears in the mirror, usually covered in blood, hence her name. And maybe she looks like a corpse, or a ghost, or a witch, or whatever she is. I mean, it's something that's not you looking at you in a mirror. So, I mean, it really wouldn't matter what she looked like. She'll remember you said that. So, once she sees you, she may scream at you. Because, I mean, some legends say she reaches out to try and strangle you. Me, personally, I would just turn the lights on. I mean, she's already conjured up at this point, so I don't know if that would help. But some versions say you have to stay turned around and not look at her, or else she'll drag you away. Maybe through the mirror. Maybe she'll just go poof like Casper. No one knows. The big question. Who is Bloody Mary? Now, you have... We have two options here today. You have Queen Mary I of England, and she was known as Bloody Mary because she had so many people killed to claim the throne of England, and probably because she just didn't like them. And then there's Mary Worth, an alleged witch. You know, they always wanted to call women witches just because maybe they were a little different. I mean, she probably made some herbal remedies that probably worked, and that was super suspicious. And along with the fact that she lived in a little house in the woods by herself, no husband, but probably having the time of her life. She's got no husband, yeah. One story says people in her village, not quite sure where that was, would send their children to her when they were sick and they would come back cured. And then eventually, the kids just stopped coming back home altogether.
The parents would go up there, but Mary claimed, I don't know where they are. So everybody started keeping an eye on Mary. One night, this one little girl heard a strange noise, but no one else heard it. Her mom was sick or something, and she was using some medicine cooked up by Mary. So the girl follows the sound, and her dad follows her with the help of some other people in town who probably brought guns and pitchforks and torches. And they see Mary beckoning her with a strange light. And Mary sees everybody coming, and she makes a run for it into the woods. But this farmer that's there shoots her, but she didn't die. But she is screaming and rolling around on the ground and cursing at everybody. I mean, she's just been shot. It's an understandable reaction. But since they thought she was a witch, they built a big bonfire, and yes, she was burned at the stake. However, as it was happening, they put a mirror in front of her so she could watch herself die. And as she was up there on the stake, she cursed the entire village and said, If you ever say my name into a mirror again, I'll be back and I'll get you. And she would have her revenge. At fourth grade slumber parties for centuries to come. So I have one question. Where did all the missing kids go? And the missing kids, they were never found. Okay, next story. So, a 16-year-old girl was sleeping in her room. Sound asleep. I mean, I'm so jealous. I love sleep. Like I said in season one, it is my true soulmate. Something wakes her up. You know how things do in stories like this. Maybe it was a noise. Or maybe, just maybe, it was the faces looking at her through her mirror in her bedroom. There were about ten of them with dark, hollow eyes. They look, they look ghost-like. Well, she was awake now and looking at all those faces just staring at her, all quiet-like. I mean, what would you say? I don't know, but she immediately got up and grabbed the mirror off the wall. You'd think she'd try to break it or at least throw it out. No, she didn't. Instead, she put it in the basement. Because nothing bad ever happens in a basement with a creepy ghost mirror. The next week, her mom finally noticed it was down in the basement and asked her, Why is the mirror in there? She tried to make something up, and finally she told the truth. Kind of. She just said it was giving her the creeps, and she wanted to keep it down there for a while. So, it's now been a week since the ghost faces appeared in her mirror. And she was in the bathroom, getting out of the shower. And you know how your mirror will fog up? She started wiping the mirror, but then she stopped. Words started forming on that mirror, and they appeared very slowly. And they said, Put the mirror back. We like watching you sleep. I don't know about you, but that mirror would not have stayed in my house. I'm just saying. So that was I See You, Can You See Me? Tales of crazy, creepy mirrors 
and doing things with them in dark rooms. And then, of course, you have that bizarro guy who's looking at you through the window. Allison is still talking about that one. And next week, we'll be back with some fun and creepy urban legends, or as I like to call it, my best friend's boyfriend's cousin, mom's ex-husband's sister really did see that. You know, you always have this friend who's like experienced an urban legend or something. And as Allison said earlier in the podcast, we are heading to Baltimore soon to go on another wild adventure that you will hear all about. Wish us luck with the ghost. So until then, go to our Facebook or Instagram page or even our YouTube page at Low Budget Ghost Squad. And be sure to follow us so you can be among the first to hear next week's very scary stories and a few urban legends that still scare me to this day. Don't judge me because I'm a chicken. The Low Budget Ghost Squad is part of Spellbound Productions. Written, directed, produced, edited, and anything else that needed to be done was by yours truly. Thank you to Lucinda Peterson for the artwork for the show. And also, thank you, of course, to Allison and Ethan for your excellent acting skills and for teaching us all why we shouldn't go into a dark room with a mirror, especially if there are ghost faces on it.